Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is Minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast, your favorite weekly games podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me, as always, is Jeremy Bradditch. Hello. How uh how how's how's this last week treating you, Jeremy? I feel like we had a bunch of like game surprises and stuff like that, but uh how's it has it been for you? Good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been it's been it's been pretty good. Um there was a Nintendo thing that we'll talk about soon. Um I've been playing more more demos and more more Zelda. Um Yeah, yeah, it's been good. How's your week been? My week's been good. I kinda don't remember half of it. Yeah. Like I was looking yeah. back at, at, at like, cause I've I, like, I write down my times for like how long I work so I can track my hours and stuff like that. And I try to label that. I, I do a good job of labeling what I'm doing with each block of time during the week. And so like my working week is accounted for, and I have absolutely no idea what I did during the rest of the first half of the week. Yeah. Right. Well, everything I mean, before Metroid, Pl- uh, before Metroid prime is a blur. Well, that was only like, that was Thursday. It was Thursday, Jesus. Okay, I thought I thought it was Wednesday. Like, but I thought, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's right. Was, Wednesday. I was watching it at work. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday yeah. for Sunday. Oh, thank you. Yes, I am twenty-eight years old plus one day. And how's that one day treating you? Uh it's been fine. Good. I did invoices and dishes. As all 28-year-olds should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Everyone, if you're invoicing people, don't forget to go back and check that they're paid. It's true. It's true. you got to make sure everything balances. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Thank you, Alex, in the chat. Uh, well, if you don't know what I'm talking about when I'm thanking the chat, why don't I do the intro and you'll learn all about what we're doing here today. This is the Minimap Cast. Uh, we're going to talk about video games, which we do every week. Uh, the Minimap Cast goes live on all podcast platforms every Wednesday with 24 hours of early access available uh, to our wonderful patrons over on Patreon. We will go over that just at the end of this intro. Uh, if you like what you're hearing so far or in previous episodes, make sure you tell your friends, give the show a positive rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. It makes a huge difference and it only takes a few seconds, helps us out a bunch. Uh, if you want to get notified every time a new episode is released, uh, make sure to follow us on social media. We are the accounts for Minimap is at MinimapAU on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and also Twitch, where we are currently live as we are every Monday night, 6.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time uh, for the live recording of the Minimap cast. Uh, We always hang out with chat before and during and after the live recordings of the Minimap cast. It gets silly. It gets fun. It's a nice vibe. Uh, We'd love to see you there. Uh, we also wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Lastly, uh, Minimap is completely independent and funded almost entirely out of our own pockets to help keep the mics and lights on. You can support us by becoming one of our patrons. Uh, for only $5 a month, you'll get 24 hours early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast. Some extra extra bonus features. Jeremy, should we talk about the one we were cooking up last week? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to watch old Electronic 3s, E3s, yeah. as, 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 the, as the layman term. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, can, we can watch those old ones with complete hindsight um, and just sort of like just talk to them, talk what the industry was like back then. Um, yeah, and like we'll we'll find some that like we know 
Aura Classics. We'll also find some that we haven't seen before, and they'll be more React t- style. Yeah, it's 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 fun. E three is silly and like also kind of dead, and so like we get to like relive some of that. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> we get to reanimate E three's corpse. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, so that's something else that we're we're cooking up. That'll be over there on Patreon uh, for only five dollars a month. Uh, that is over on patreon.com slash minimapau. And, uh, remember it's cheaper than a latte with oat milk. Now, um, we've got a number of things to talk about today. Uh, most of them are Nintendo related. So let's start with the surprise Nintendo Direct that came out last week that we didn't know was happening until it happened. Um, oh, that was, that I think was we rumblings. got we got rumors like twenty four hours prior, and then uh, there was I think there was there was a little bit of rumors floating around for about a week that like it, it's going to come soon. Is it going to come before the Super Bowl? Yeah, like it was it was floating around. You got to wonder how often they actually decide these. Um, yeah, or like how far in advance? Yeah, because like I think is it like one of the things where like they keep collecting trailers, and then eventually when they hit a quota, they're like, all right, they like Miyamoto slams the the, the direct announcement button, which really yeah. is just like a send tweet. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just compiles the spreadsheet. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes they also do those like we're having a direct, but it's like one of those mini ones, and it's just the vod that goes up, and they don't even stream it. Totally, um, yeah, like the the mini directs or the or the indie showcases, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this 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 was a good this was a good direct though. It was like a solid average direct, I would say. I actually reckon it was one of the better ones. I think there was there was plenty of there was something for everyone. <laughs> well, that's true. It it just had some some moments of like I haven't seen anything I recognize in twenty minutes. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but then they had some, they had some good stuff. So this isn't going to be a full recap. We've, you know, with, this is like a week and a half late by the time the show's out, it'll be like a nearly full week since the show's come out. Um, but we'll, we'll go quickly over some of the big stuff that was there. Um, and then we've sort of come in with some prompts some questions, some things that this made us think about some things that we wonder about the industry and the switch going forward. And this is similar to the show we did for Xbox a couple of weeks ago after their developer direct, direct. Yes. Um, where we sort of looked at what they told us was coming for the first half of the year and used that information to sort of guess their their trajectory for the next 12 to 24 months. And so we're kind of going to do that here for the Switch as well, for Nintendo. So uh, a really brief summary of the, of the biggest kind of s- just stuff that we saw here um, for the Direct. So... The really big hitters, the show ended with a Tears of the Kingdom trailer, uh, which looked great. Uh, it They recommitted to their May release date, which I thought was interesting. I thought there was the potential for this to sleep, slip, but they recommitted, which was cool. Uh, There's a cool uh, Amiibo that came out with that, which I pre-ordered. I don't know if I'll get it, but I pre-ordered it in case I do want it in the end. Um, I thought about doing they, that for the collector's edition for Zelda. Yeah, um, and I was like, eh, nah, I'll just, I'll just get the game. I don't, I don't need, I don't need more shit. I, I was doing the exact same thing. I, I deliberated for like twenty minutes, probably yeah, like, same. like in, in, in bits over the course of the day. Yeah, but I was looking at it. And I was like, ah, it's, it's like five pins, and they only show you one of them, and a poster, and I've already got enough posters, and like a steel case, and I don't really like steel cases, and an art book, and I'll probably be small, and I'll probably be disappointed with it, and never look at it. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I I talked myself out of it. But the amiibo, I've only got I've only got two amiibos, and they're both Link amiibos. So you know, anyway. Oh, you're missing the other nine. 
<laughs> I am missing the other nine. I told myself when they when they came out and they're available again when they recame out. I was like, all right, these are cool. I just just pick a couple, <laughs> <laughs> just a couple. Uh, so other heavy hitting stuff. We got a Metro Metro Metroid Prime Remaster uh, Shadow Drop. So announced and released within twenty minutes. It was uh we have Metroid Prime Remastered for the Switch. The first game fully remastered. It's it's much prettier looking than the Wii version was, than the GameCube version was. They've been sitting uh, on that. It's got proper for... twin stick analog shooting support. They've been sitting on that for like a year. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Longer, I think. Yeah. Like I, I can't believe they just waited. <laughs> yeah, I know. But also it came out and it hit, man. It it came out of nowhere and it was ready and it's good and it hit. Oh sure, but like it could have also hit a year ago. Like I don't like. Yeah. Like it's not like a sort of thing that needed to happen now. <laughs> That's true. Well, I do think this would have felt very anemic without without it. Metroid is a really good substantive thing to hang on to for the excitement of this direct, because otherwise it's another breath, uh, another Tears of the Kingdom trailer that isn't out yet. You know what I mean? Or I Pikmin release date. Like, that's kind of it. Oh, hey, that's another one of things. That's Pikmin 4 got a release date for July. That, that's soon. Like, they didn't announce that long ago, so so that's good. Yep, yep. Looked cool, looked different. People who like Pikmin hopefully like that game. I, like I that. should play one of those one time. Apparently it's got good co-op. I like that, I like that dog. Yeah. Yep. There's a, there's a Pikmin with red eyes. No, not the Pikmin. The, like, fruity, the fruity enemy things that walk yeah. around. Anyway. Uh, also, one of the... The last on our big hitters list here, we've got, they announced uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance for Nintendo Switch Online uh, available that day. So that was also a shadow drop. Uh, Game Boy is for Nintendo Switch Online. Game Boy Advance is for Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack. So along with the N64. Um, Kind of a small group of games available at launch. Like like seven games for Game Boy and like five for Game Boy Advance. They, they showed more that are coming, like good ones like Golden Sun and the Oracle of Ages and Seasons games, but like, why aren't what, they there what, now? What are we doing? Why do they keep doing this? They just like, it's these games, what are they going to try and find the fucking ROMs because they keep deleting them off the internet? <laughs> like, what is going on over there? Yeah, I know. It's weird. And like, you know, they kind of, when, when it, it's the kind of thing that like when it fills out, it feels a bit better. Like it feels a bit more worth it. Like the, the NES and SNES collections are so robust now. But uh, then you look at the N64 thing, and that's got the whole problem of like, okay, GoldenEye's come out now, finally. But the, the problem with that one is like, you can't use the C-Stick properly because they didn't map the controls to the, the Switch controller properly because like, it's, it's, it's not neat anyway. Like it, you have to compromise something to do it. But like, yeah, it's really messy. So this is, this is like cool. This is good for the people who don't have any... You haven't played some of these games like Super Mario Land 2 and uh, Minish Cap and uh, what was something else I loaded up? WarioWare on the Game Boy Advance, the first WarioWare game. Like, there's some cool stuff there. Um, uh, we will be talking more next week about emulation in general, unless some big news happens again like this week. Um, I'll talk more about my feelings which, on that there, I think. Which I might because there, there's there's a state of play floating around. That's... Yeah, there's, there's a rumored PlayStation state of play. So we may be doing the state of playstation state of plays uh, next week <laughs> yeah um so those are it for the big singular title announcements um some quick things uh there were plenty of 
like little indie games, but a, a big group of things that we saw was uh, remasters. Games like Barton Kaitos, which I've never heard of. Looked like a PS1 game. Um, two games, actually. So that was a JRPG of some kind. Uh, Etrian Odyssey Collection is coming out. Metroid Prime Remaster, we mentioned, obviously. Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 got a release date. Again. Um, but, you know, that, those are old games. We Love Katamari is coming out. You fucking Katamari. <laughs> oh, Jesus. More fucking Katamari. <laughs> <laughs> That was so strange. It's so exciting. Was it new or was it just... I thought it was a re-release. It's, it's a re-release, but there's new levels. <laughs> More Katamari. Uh-huh. Uh it's good. Uh-huh. You should play Katamari. Okay. It's fucking sure. good. It's got, a, it's got a demo or something, doesn't it? I have no idea. That one had a trial, I think. Um, like it's PlayStation Plus Plus Plus. We also got uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance emulation to go in with that thing. So lots of lots of collections of older things. Uh, also, plenty of content for first-party Nintendo games getting post-launch release. This isn't a brand new thing, but it's interesting that we saw so many like expansion passes and like downloadable content packs. Uh, we saw details on the Fire Emblem expansion pass, Xenoblade expansion pass. Uh, the announcement of the Splatoon expansion pass and an increase in what we were expecting to get from the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe expansion pass. That was, we, we got a new track, which we were expecting, but they also gave us something we never expected because I think they said they weren't going to do this, which is a brand new character with Birdo. I like um, brand new is a little bit wrong because Birdo has been in the series before, but sorry, brand to, brand new for the game. Yeah. For the game. Yes. Um, this is the biggest announcement at the Nintendo <laughs> direct um, that they are making new maps, new maps, not just bringing out maps from other game, new maps to the game. Yeah, that's true. And, the Yoshi's Island one is brand new and more characters to the greatest game that Nintendo has in their lineup at the moment. Um, uh-huh. Greatest and most successful. Can you tell I've been working on this for a little bit? I, the, 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 this game is, is really good. And they are saying every, the last four, we uh, course waves for the rest of the DLC, each of them are going to come with a new character each. That mm -hmm. is so exciting. Yeah, it's really cool. We might and like finally it's, get it's still PD, not much, you know. We might but, finally get PD Piranha as a fucking Mario Carter. That's 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 cool. Maybe this, this game is good. Wow, Jeremy's Jeremy's pent up. I didn't I didn't think we were going here. I didn't. No, but it is really either. cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> and like Birdo's one of those characters, like Shy Guy and Yoshi, that when you select, like, there's clearly different characters, like different colored ones. So there's like eight Birdos. And Birdo is the first trans character in the entirety of video games is a giant fuck you to Harry Potter. So like this was <laughs> like they knew what they were doing. They did, did this. Did they? Did they? I don't know. But they they I'm I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that game. And Birdo is good. Turns out. Trans turns icon out Birdo, is good. Birdo is coming to Mario Kart 8. There and Joanne go. can't do anything about it. <laughs> is that a name? I yes. don't know that. Uh, and then finally, this didn't happen in the direct, but this is just some relevant context for the discussion we're about to have. There were some sales numbers that came forward recently uh, within the last week for the Switch. Uh, as of last week, Switch has sold 122.5 million units. It's a lot. It's a lot of units. 122.5 million surpassing the original Game Boy, surpassing the Nintendo Wii to become one, I think... 
what they're saying is the third most po- third most sold console of all time or third third highest selling Nintendo console. One of them. It is uh, Switch. Switch is the hi- the third highest selling console of all time. Um, right. So it's just behind DS and PS2. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because amazing. Yeah, and like PS4, I think is like fifth, and I think Game Boy Color, it's like one ten, one twelve, I think something like that. So like amazing. Like the Switch is still going. They've they've they're keeping their output up. I mean, they said that like they've revised some of their estimates for the coming year, but like they're never gonna. They're, make they're, they've one. also what? <laughs> they're never gonna make a better one. <laughs> no, they're never gonna make a new one. They're gonna ride this thing until until everyone's Joy Cons are broken. There won't be a single driftless Joy Con in the world. Can you imagine being Miyamoto at home and like his Joy Cons are drifting? Like, it, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because no one's safe from it. No, no one is they're safe. All crap. Yeah. Because they're so flawed on a fundamental level. What's the over under that that Nintendo that that Miyamoto has got like a like a modded console, modded or like a developer kit or something or like an engineering kit? Yeah, like one that like that that doesn't have the flaws. Oh yeah, like they like the like they road tested the the the, the design fix for the fixed Joy Cons and yeah, someone's to, got it, them, but they're like they're, they're like making... slightly too thick or something, and not, they don't sit flush with the console or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I do like that. I reckon someone's got it, like Alnuma or well, something. Well, that being said, like, so I've seen, so Sakurai a little while, this is so a topic. Uh, Sakurai a little bit a while ago um, tweeted a picture of his home setup. Um, yeah. And he hold he, he has got his Switch dock under his TV flat. And so the inside of it is facing you. And so you put your switch in like a V, like a, like a VHS. Like a VCR. <laughs> yeah. That's how he's got his dog. And I looked at it and went like, what the fuck is he doing? That's so funny. That, I love that. that. That's such a funny thing to do. Uh, I, I mean, that that, is... that's the man that can play, you know, Super Smash Brothers with one hand. So like, I, you know, he's. He, he... Who can, who can play multiple people in Smash Brothers <laughs> yeah. with one hand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the systems now. Oh yeah, it is sideways and is yeah. That's pretty cool. That's a that's a really cool setup. I'll just uh, I'll just post that in chat for people to have a look at. Um, so yeah, that's the sort of that's the context. Uh, we've sort of come in with a few prompts, a few questions. Uh, Jeremy, what? We'll kick us off with your first one. So we 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 brought three each. Yeah, yeah. Like I think my first one is like while I think this was a really great direct. Um, that this was one of the few ones that I sort of left going like that was really exciting and really fun and I think that there was at least something for someone to get excited for something for everyone to get excited for big um, and small yeah um, there's still nothing announced for the second half of this year from Nintendo mm-hmm. um, which is a big question mark right because it's like there is there's like it's going to be like a stacked first half of the year for them basically and and games in general sure but like like there's a lot of games from other studios that say 2023 and don't have a date yet which means they're coming later 2023 i don't think nintendo actually have anything that say 2023 that isn't announced for the first half of the year and if there is it's it's very light um yeah so that you you do got to wonder like okay like do they have much planned for the second half of this year you know, like obviously, all all eyes are on Zelda. That's that's what they've got they've got going on. Yeah, but and it, and they don't want to pull away from that either. Like that's why oh, we didn't see Zelda remasters in this in this direct and stuff like that. Totally. Like it is it is like it is a big focus on 
what is probably going to be their second best-selling game on the console, maybe. Um, like they 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 have got the that they are like the 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 Tears of the Kingdom train is is firing on all cylinder on all cylinders currently. But mm-hmm. like, what does happen when when you get to uh, September, October, entering in into the Christmas period? Um, yep. What are you having to show for the end of the year, right? Is this is this when we see the announcement of maybe the that Donkey Kong game that's meant to be made by the studio that worked on Mario Odyssey? Is that that? Oh thing? yeah. Like is is that when we finally see that announcement? Um, Jeremy, do we get a new Mario game soon? I don't think we do because I think that if we would have, we wouldn't have got Bowser's Fury. I think it's too soon after that. Um, I think that was a like like, and that wasn't exactly like recent, but I think it's just too long ago from that yet. Um, I think we see yeah Feb twenty one. So this was oh, it's my birthday. So it's, it's it's two years ago yesterday. You don't remember um, the the <laughs> <laughs> the um, uh, February twelfth. You mean as well, right? Not twenty one. Um, twenty 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 one. Oh, I thought you meant I thought you just read the number backwards and then said your no. birthday wrong. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> um, <laughs> um I don't think we see another Mario game until we see the Switch 2. Um I think that they yeah. I think they go hand in hand as like a like we've got a we've got a game console coming out and we've got a new Mario game coming out. Yeah, like this close to the end of the console, it it behooves them to hang on to it to to drum up sales for their new <laughs> what? New, <laughs> behooves. behooves. It behooves them. You haven't heard of Behoove? I don't. Uh, is that a Dr. Zeus character? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right up there with the Lorax. Yeah, Horton, here's a Behoove. <laughs> behoove. Behoove. It's a duty or responsibility for someone to do something. That's a great word. I'm going to yeah. put, put that one in the old noggin. Um, it's like, it's like, it it is it is a responsible thing for you to do to do this. It behooves you great. To, to not release a Mario game on the, on the dying Switch and to put it on your new system to make the new system sell well. Great. Cool. I'm going to, I'll, I'll, Something, keep, I'll keep that one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, for the second half of the year, it it is weird, isn't it? Because, and and to be fair, it's not, they're not the only developers or console manufacturers with that kind of thing before. I mean, and we go back six months and still looking at Nintendo six months ago, we didn't know what the second half of 2022 looks like. And they announced Fire Emblem Engage and, uh, showed off more of Pokemon, um, and that was kind of what they had, right? And Splatoon, and we got those, and they were great. But like, Fire Emblem was announced, and then it came out. You know, Splatoon was announced uh, a little bit early with the with the teaser, but you know, then as soon as we started getting more details, it came out. Pokemon was really fast turnaround. Well, as soon as it was announced, it kind of came out again. So it's like it that they're operating on really quick announcement turnarounds. Um. You know, like you said, Pikmin was was announced brand new for the first time recently, and we just got the release date for it. So, yeah. And and then when we look at Xbox with their developer direct, you know, the biggest things we that have coming out of that, uh, that coming out for them on their console to sell their console, to sell their ecosystem, was it's Redfall, Minecraft Legends, Forza, Hi-Fi Rush, Starfield, all the. All that stuff is first half of the year. Starfield, we don't know when it's coming. Oh, right. It could sorry, be first sorry. half, could be second. Sorry, specifically first. Yeah, sorry. Yep. Uh, and PlayStation, they are quiet. 
Yeah, it's like so quiet. They're, they're trying to launch a VR headset for more than the cost of the console. <laughs> like, they're, yeah. they're doing their own thing at the moment. Yeah, they're, they're, they're having a bit of a moment. And like, we know we're getting Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy and Spider-Man. But probably uh, Final Fantasy 16 is a June release date at the moment. That could slip. That could be second half easily. And if that slips... I could easily see, even if it doesn't slip, Rebirth could well go into 2024. Spider-Man as well. Insomniac is bullish about it. Anyway, yeah, my point are. is, we, we're not, we, we've moved into a, in, over the last couple of years, and maybe this is a COVID thing, but we've, we've moved into a time where we're not getting very long periods of time where we're waiting for particular releases. The biggest question mark hanging above Nintendo's head is Metroid Prime 4, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, but that's when they announced... And then they re-announced that they had to restart development and change developer. So like that one, that one was kind of like, all right, we, we, we showed this real early. They did it with Bayonetta 3 as well. But that one didn't restart development. And they're like, we, re- we started this really early. People keep asking about it. We have to let you know. This yeah. isn't coming anytime soon. They would have loved to have not been able to, like, they would have loved to be in the position to not talk about that game. But they, yeah. they 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 lost that. They lost the ability to to be quiet on it. Um, look, I is this. I don't know if we really have like we will get another Pokemon this year, probably. Probably. <laughs> um, no matter what. Um, and against common sense and judgment. <laughs> And like, but like, yeah, I guess like the thing is, it's like, what are we like, we're we're getting a Zelda. We're not going to get a Mario Kart. We're not going to get a Mario game. Probably. We just got a Kirby game recently. Maybe we get like a Yoshi game or something or like a WarioWare or something like that. But like, yeah. And like, there's that Wii Kirby game remaster that's coming out this month that was at this direct to like, there's, there's lots of little stuff like that, but. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's there's not much currently, and it, it's it's hard to look at the field and go like, okay, this it's it's now the this turn, um, because we've all had like we've had a lot quite recently over like in the past couple of years we've had one of everything almost, um, and since you know the 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 fold in of Smash Brothers and the extension of Mario Kart eight, like there's like there's maybe not really much coming this year, um, but that then goes into my next point. Which is, is this the last Direct we see before the announcement or at least the confirmation of the next Switch? I don't know if it's the last one, but we're close. Yeah, I, we are. We, I, we I are looking we'll, at the end of this console. We are. I expect we'll get something from Nintendo around mid-year between June and August. They were, they were a bit of a no-show for the E3 time period last year. Yeah, they, they might have like a, like a Treehouse-esque kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that one's, that one's strange. So I think if we see something mid year, we might get a, like a hint, you know, a silhouette in the darkness and that's all. But like, I don't think they're ready to do anything about it yet. If we get to December, January, February in the next 10 to 12 months, I think by then we see something. I don't know if they're ready to. I don't know if they're ready to say, "Here's Tears of the Kingdom on Switch, released only on Switch." One month later, here's the next system. I think. I think we do. I actually think we might get that. 
And I think, but like uh, the the next switch, the switch two, will be completely backwards compatible. Yeah, which which is very in line with their with Nintendo's uh, operating. That's how they I mean, that's how they do. I mean, aside from the switch, um, but like yeah. the, the like I I think that we might actually get that, and then maybe they bring out another version of the game. Maybe they bring out like a here's the like either it's a free thing or it's a paid thing. It's like here's the here's the the version of this game that runs and looks how you want it to look run like run. a ps4 pro or a ps5 back compat plus oh like in in terms of that 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 start that uh, format yes no, not not that quality but no that, no 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 but like yeah. play the old game on the new thing and if it can we'll patch it so it runs better yeah yeah i i think we might actually start getting that sooner um than we think only because uh, they did it with the 3ds, right? I mean, like they did it with the 3ds, but like I, th- I think like th- this will be a a a superseded. This will be a superseding product, I think, eventually, um, where games will launch on both for a while, and then they will eventually peter off. Um, and yeah, then, Nintendo and then... really doesn't like abandoning devices, and like, I mean, no one really does really this day and age because you 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 spend all that time making a new install base, and then you have to you have to get off the ride and start again. Yeah, you have to they, really convince if, them. If they can extend that where they can, you know, if they release a Mario anything for, for, the, for the Switch, that's guaranteed 20, 30 million copies sold. If they do it on a new console only, then it's going to be really stifled for a time. And, and yeah. that's going to be a, a, a slow roll for all of that, um, all those sales numbers to come through. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... It's a weird one. Okay, so you think it's going to happen sooner than I do. I think it'll happen within the next 12 months, but not as soon as the next five or six. So, like, I, I think maybe we get a confirmation of hardware around June or July. Even um, if it's just, like, like a like a press release or a, or a financial call. Yeah, like, do you remember when they, when they announced the, the Nintendo NX? Um, I don't think they did announce it. I thought it was just heavily, heavily, heavily rumored. No, I think they confirmed. I, I want to say they confirmed it prior to like it wasn't like a hey, guess what? We're making the thing. It was just like a yes, we can confirm there is a new hardware, that, a new piece of hardware that we're working on. It is code name NX. You will see it. Not yet. Um, Nintendo's been talking about its upcoming NX system for what feels like forever without getting off, giving off any meaningful details. Yeah. Okay. Th- th- they, fair enough. I, I think we we might get a confirmation only because I think that will tie that will honestly, in a weird way, tide people over. Um. O- yeah. Over the Christmas break, and then maybe we get an announcement, like a full announcement, maybe February, and then it comes out yeah. in like. They usually like release pretty quick, like. Really quick. I mean, the switch for June. for context was it was uh, an October reveal where we got that trailer where they showed it, you know taking it off the dock and putting it in the dock and the rooftop party, um, and they and we didn't even know what the next Mario was, but they showed like two seconds of it, and then there was that January event which was here's all the details and the the HD Rumble and one two switch and I'm excited um, for a new Nintendo hardware. I wonder what they'll do. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's funny, right? Because we, you go back just three generations, at least in terms of the console side, we've got the Wii, which this is now outsold, amazingly, mm-hmm. somehow. We've got the Wii U, which did like a tenth of the performance of the Wii. And then we've got the Switch. And it's like, what are they going to 
do because I don't want them to reinvent the wheel this time. I don't want them to throw away this format of the of the Switch. It's amazing. I, I want a new, better Switch. Okay, but let's remember the the 3DS was in there as well. Yes, no, definitely. You and, can't you can't rule that out with a Nintendo. And so I think I think that there is a level of. The, the, I think I think they were really hurt by the Wii U, and I think they are really scared of of accidentally doing that again. That I think that this will, th- this is not going to be a gigantic change. This is this is well, this, this is going to be a, you know, like they were going to make a Switch Pro. We know they were going to make a Switch Pro, and then they cancelled it because they just couldn't make it. They couldn't physically build it. Yeah, with all the the chip shortages and shipping delays and all of that. And yeah. so this is going to be a half step in between a revision and a and a and a new console. Right, this is going to be a one that is going to be new and exciting, but still familiar. I think. Um, yeah. So I think it's not going to look like a a like they're not reinventing the wheel at the moment. They know the switch works. They love that the switch works, and they love being able to have all of the development teams focused on one piece of hardware now. Definitely, and it's funny, right? Because when you look at the switch itself in comparison to how groundbreaking the the Wii was, and how different they went with the 3D tech in the 3DS, and with the cameras and the AR workability and all of that. And then the Wii U with the gamepad, it was it was ambitious and it didn't quite pay off. It was risky. Um, you look at the Switch itself, and it, it actually looks like quite a straightforward device. It's 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 big risk taking was just in being a new format of something that's actually just kind of techy, rather than like something toy like. Yeah, it was. It, I think it was because I remember when it was announced, I wasn't super high on it. I was like, oh, okay, neat, but like, I don't I don't really like get it. Um, yeah, and- it was it, like the, the the thought being like this is going to be cons- this is going to limit the console games to just being worse because they have to run on a portable system. In a way, I think I was actually just not really sold on the like take it to your friends and use the motion controls and unclip the control. Like I wasn't really sold on all of that stuff, and I think because it it was harder to demo. Um, mm. And like, look, I I cannot imagine the relief on the person who cuts get Nintendo trailers to say like, oh my god, I only have to show one screen from now on, as opposed to trying <laughs> to, trying to fit two screens on at once yeah. on, the, on the TV. Um, but like, I think that they will, they don't have to sell the Switch anymore to people that don't have it. They they get to look at this and say, okay, this is the Switch, and this is what it does better, and this is what it does differently. Mm. Um, I don't know what that is though. Yeah. I don't know yep. what, like, I, I, we know what it does better. I don't know what it does differently. Totally. Yep. No, that makes sense. It's a, it's a whole lot. Yeah. Isn't it? It's a, it's a whole lot. And and I guess going into next, it's like, well, this is yours, Gary, if you want to. So the, the, the second one here in the, in the thing or the fourth one? The fourth one. So I wrote down, regardless of when the next Switch arrives, do Nintendo hold back on new releases to bulk up their newer console? And we, we, we alluded to this topic already. Um, I think the answer is definitely. Um, but it gets a bit murky, right? When you look at if it is going to be something of, a, of a, a, a generational step up where you can run the older games on the new system, where it maybe has some PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 back and pad plus, like boosted backwards compatibility. Um, to be fair, a lot of those games need it. The problem you run into with that is having the old system dragging around your heels that you still have to cater for, that it still has to run on, that you you can't, you know, we're, 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 we're still worrying about that with the PS5. Like we, we still haven't had like direct storage 
like next generation SSD speed loading games yet. Like it just hasn't happened because we've been catering to the PS4. And like even remember how long it took for us to not see any more 3DS games at Directs. Like we were yeah. seeing those for fucking ever. They would years. They wouldn't die. <laughs> <laughs> they had and, to stop production of the console before they killed it. And like it makes sense, right? Because it's the second best selling console of all time. Like. It was, it was, or if it's it, not the first, I don't remember. Like, but no, it's, no, it's no. one. Of, it's it in was, the top two. Uh, the, the the DS was the three DS was lower. Um, oh but, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Yeah, um, no mistake. But yeah, it was like they. It, we saw those for fucking ever. We, like they they would not disappear. Um, and so yeah, like we will see more Switch games for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I just hope they can bring out a home. For them to really sing, yeah. How can they really sing though if they if they have to if the lowest common denominator is still so low? Because like apparently, even if it's it, it doesn't matter, right? Because Pokemon can release the most True. like knockoff garbage like version Busted of a game, shit. yeah, and and it'll still sell, and so they can just fucking put out hot shit onto the yeah. Switch, and it'll just run like shit, and it'll sell. Yeah, it really did do that, didn't it? Yeah. Still, I'm not mad. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. All right, give us give us your last one, Jeremy. Do, do we see any more big releases for this console at all, or is or is Zelda going to be the last one? And so, like at, at that point, is it like you're forgetting Pikmin, Jeremy? I'm not. Um, the <laughs> uh, the like is is the Switch going to be bookended by? Zelda games, both legacy, yeah. legacy wise, release wise, like is is the also like like generational defining yeah release wise yeah like, this is what I mean like I think like Breath of the Wild is still like synonymous with the Switch and it always I think will be but like because like when you tell people Breath of the Wild they think Switch they don't think about the Wii U one hundred percent yeah definitely. It is also a game of such high quality it almost transcends the platform. You know, where Halo is all about being on Xbox. So much of the identity of Halo is Xbox. Yes. And like Zelda and Mario, like Mario is very Nintendo, right? Zelda has always been. But Breath of the Wild had such a broad appeal, such a high standard of quality that it reached, that it kind of... People weren't playing it because it was the next Zelda game. People were playing it because it was one of the most amazing just games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it reached past its 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 long lineage and and, and franchise baggage to, somehow. Yeah, right. Like to become like a a a cornerstone for like for adventure games. Yeah. Yeah. It's a defining game of this of this decade at the very least. Um yeah, I don't know. It, Tears of the Kingdom obviously has the tough job of meeting the standard that Breath of the Wild set, plus meeting the expectations that have been set from the public after being, after loving and adoring Breath of the Wild almost universally for six years. Yeah, like think of there are there are the people who've been playing it nonstop since release or since whenever they got it, which could still have been two or three or four years at this point. The people who played it at the time loved it and haven't gone back and really want the next one and can't wait for their next uh, exploration experience. People who 100%ed it over a long period of time, like me, who, and, and 
I said this in in our Discord chat earlier this week. Like, my the 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 thing that made me the worst bit about Breath of the Wild was that when I finished it, I had no more Breath of the Wild to play. And I and I, you know, I dabbled a bit in Master Mode and and like like an old save, and it was like, I've done this. Yeah, I've done this. This isn't this isn't exploring. This isn't discovery. This is I've done this. Yeah. So. Let's presume that Tears of the Kingdom can meet Breath of the Wild's quality. That's that's huge, right? And it also looks like it's going to do it. <laughs> it does. Like, Jeremy, I was looking at the trailer uh, a couple of days ago again. It looks amazing. Like, like it's still that kind of thing where Switch games don't have any anti-aliasing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like, oh, and the resolution's a little lower, so it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. But this game wasn't made for the Wii U and then ported to Switch. This is being made for Switch. So it's And they've had years to work with the hardware and squeeze some juice out of it. So I think this is going to run... A, it's either going to run better or they're going to push it to do more than the first game did within the same limitations we'll probably still see pop in we'll probably still see a bunch of that stuff but the world still looks massive and you can still see like 80 percent of it at once like when you're up in the sky like there are vehicles and there's they're, they're doing all kinds of crazy shit with this game and i think that i think Dragons. i think they're gonna do an okay job at the very least of making a sequel to breath of the wild that's a that's a tall order no i know yeah i know it is does anything, can anything possibly eclipse Zelda? No. No. Like, Only Mario. Mario will not. They, they, like, it, Mario will not. I, th- I, I think, I think, still for my money, I still think that Mario Odyssey is the best game on the Switch. But it won't hit that, like, that impact. It won't, it won't hit, it won't send. Uh, ripples and shockwaves through the industry and cause Pokemon to change their formula and cause Dark Souls to change their formula and cause Ubisoft to yeah. make a r- ugly knockoff version of their game with the most ugliest, worst written name ever, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Um, the, oh, right. <laughs> like, we are not going to get a piece of UI in the new Mario game to then be the... Uh, forever ui for stamina right like like it's it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen oh man how lucky are we to play those games thinking about them now i feel pretty lucky i mean i have to i have to pay for it (laughs) i was gonna say i'm not sure i don't know if it's not a gift it's not yeah it's not it's not like it's not a Game is made to be played. It is not like a. No, I know, I know. But imagine living in a world without Breath of the Wild, knowing that you could have lived in a world with Breath of the Wild. I mean, I basically did for the past five years. There's <laughs> 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 like there's still games. <laughs> oh, how fortunate are we? Alex in chat says Chris Pratt Mario game might do it. I'm not so sure. Not so sure. Oh, could Imagine if no. okay, so 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 the last time we saw the Super Mario Maker two, they added the the Zelda mode, yeah. Um, 
and there was room for one more mode. Imagine, like, there was room for one more art style. Imagine if that final art style they add is the fucking Mario movie art style. With Oh, my God. With, you get, like, full, like, 3D terrain sculpting <laughs> tools. And <laughs> I wasn't even saying that. I just meant, like, they just throw the, the, the Mario movie... Um, just skin. Yeah, yeah, in just there. Veneer. Yeah. I could see it, honestly. So I, I got a couple of things here. Um... Like I said before, one of the biggest question marks for Nintendo is Metroid. That's one of their only forthcoming games that we have no idea what's happening for it that people are very excited about. Metroid Prime 4, specifically. With the release of the Metroid Prime Remaster this last week, uh, surprise announced at this Direct, what does the next 12 months look like for Metroid? Because... For the longest time, these these rumors that we've heard over and over again for at least eighteen months about Metroid Prime is ready, like the re, the, the 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 old games are ready to go on the Switch. They're ready. They're sitting there. They're waiting. They're good to go. For the longest time, that rumor was always the trilogy is good to go. All three of the games are coming. the The collection that we got on Wii is coming for Switch. We didn't get that this week. We got the first game, Metroid Prime Remastered. Yeah. So, do you what think, does the next twelve months look like for Metroid? I think we see this. I think we get the second one. I don't think we get the third one in the next twelve months because I don't think because yeah. I, I don't think we're getting Metroid Prime Four in eighteen months. Um, I agree. I, I think they're gonna really drag it out, <laughs> and it's not <laughs> like gonna be good. Nine it's, months between, yeah, something like that. Like and like maybe we get another spinoff scattered in there, right? Like there there are plenty of Metroid spinoffs. Um. Like we got dread, like, and that was good. That was like, that was like, you you fed the Metroid people. Um, yeah, and it's yeah. a great fucking game. Um, I, I may I, on, we might get a sequel to to Dread before we get a Metroid Prime before we get Metroid Prime Four. Because um, I goodness think, me, like Metroid Prime Four is is stuck. Metroid Prime 4 restarting development. Let's see when this announcement was. I think it was 2020. In January 2019, Nintendo announced that development had restarted under Retro Studios. Jeremy, that was four years ago. Four entire years ago. Yeah. Wow. And and we've not heard a single positive thing yet from, like, after that. Well, more than that, we haven't heard anything. We haven't heard literally anything about Metroid Prime 4. I, I want to say we heard something that was like, oh, they're struggling, but I don't remember like if that was just a tweet or if that was like an actual report. It's It's been well, so let long. Let me see. I'll, I'll type in uh, Metroid Prime 4 development hell. Um, 2019, Nintendo Life. Yeah. Mm. Look, I... <laughs> I just don't have any faith, right? Like we, sure. we we've seen nothing but a logo, and we've heard nothing but, like it's. I just like that yeah. game. Like might be a, a a cross a cross launch game with the with the new hardware. And that would be cool. And that would be cool. This, and, um, and it would make a better. It would make for a better story when you remember that game because all you remember is that it came out with the new hardware. Mm-hmm. Similar yeah, to Breath totally. of the Wild, right? Because that game got, like, we saw that game and then we didn't for fucking ever. Because that game got announced in 2013, 
Yes. Um, and then we didn't see anything about it forever until they re-revealed it when they announced that it was going to be on the Switch as well. And so it's like, it's that would be a better suit for them. Oh, uh, we saw it. We saw it the June. We saw it the E3 before the Switch was announced. Right. For Wii U. There was like, they had those demo kiosks. It was like 30 minutes on the Great Plateau. Right. Okay. Um, But yeah, then we got the announcement that it was coming for Switch as Switch was coming out. Uh, yeah. When Dread came out, Nintendo reconfirmed that they're working hard on it. And that was it. Single sentence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's strange. I, I really want to see those other games. Um, they're so hard to get like the, 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 you could buy the collection for Wii online through the Wii U virtual store, but that store is about to close and no one has a Wii U. The, the Wii collection, everyone's got a Wii, but the collection itself was so scarcely manufactured that the price on them is ridiculous. That's really hard to buy. The GameCube games apparently are even harder to buy because it's much older. Apparently, they're quite scarce these days. I guess because they're, they're well-loved enough that people hang on to them. Yeah. So, like, I really want them to be more accessible. That said, if they're coming out on this... They're coming out at the end of the Switch's life cycle. If... And I don't see this happening. It's not Nintendo style. But if Nintendo does release a console that can't play Switch games... Could then all of a imagine? sudden, if we want to play Prime, we have to keep our Switch around. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or if it's like a, they they it, because it's like it's launching digital first and physical later for these uh, Metroid Prime remasters. Yep. So it's like and me- they're a reduced price too, which is worth pointing out. Yeah, they're like there's like sixty bucks or something, which is, which is good. Um, uh, imagine if they do the thing that they used to do, which is they charge you a few bucks for every digital purchase that you want to upgrade to your new console, even though they're the exact same oh. thing. Do you remember when they did that? What oh, as in, because it was like a new virtual console or whatever. Yeah, do you remember? <laughs> when they did that for the, it was the playing, it was playing, was it playing Wii games on the Wii U or something? It was like, it was a... I don't remember this upgrade thing. This doesn't sound right. I just remember that like your Wii Virtual Console purchases didn't transfer to the Wii U, but then all the same games were still there and it was still Virtual Console. There was, I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was just that, but like there was a, I remember they charged you more money for the thing that you already bought. Yeah. And I was like, fucking this sucks. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So my last question, if they did come out with something else, for the end of the year, what what the, What's the, the new console Mary? isn't ready for 2023? What's their one game that they release that is gonna just buoy them through the the Christmas season? One game, uh, a Donkey Kong 3D game. 3D, not just not just a new uh, uh, Donkey Kong Country game. No, like the like a like a sequel to Donkey Kong sixty four, Donkey Kong one twenty eight. Yeah, <laughs> uh, either that or they do um, to. Uh, I don't know. What do you got while I while I continue to think? <laughs> so I was I was sitting here thinking. I I didn't think of this as I wrote the question. I'm thinking of it now as I've asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> what? Pokemon Stadium 3. <laughs> it's just battles, but 
They've spent the last four years putting all of the Pokemon into 3D assets. They <laughs> every, finally did it. Everyone. You can play every Pokemon against any other Pokemon. It's like it's like Pokemon Showdown, the like browser-based Pokemon game, except it's 3D no. and 80 bucks. <laughs> 80 bucks. Um <laughs> No, uh, look. It, <laughs> what a shit answer. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I think, like, honestly, like the legitimate answer is the the 3D Zelda remakes. We're, we're, really, you think we would get them this year? I, I think we will. I think we will get them this year. I think we get we get whatever that collection is, whether it's Twilight Princess and um, Wind Waker, or it's that Just one. Yeah, or it might just be it might just be Twilight Princess. I can see them splitting it. If they're going to split up the Metroid Prime collection, then I think that they're going to split up these these Nintendo uh, these Zelda games. It'll it'll just yeah, be Twilight I, Princess I, HD. I reckon so too. I, I've I've struggled to see a good reason why Nintendo would like willfully decide to not. Well, would willfully decide to sell them paired together for like the price of one game, like. I don't see them doing it. Like two full Zelda games remastered twice onto Wii U and then onto Switch. Like, yeah, oh, no, like, I, I really. I, I I think it's it's more akin to Skyward Sword, but like I think Skyward Sword was the beginning of that. It, like the, the initial I think conversation around those games was going to be Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, and um, Wind Waker. I think were the three that we were supposed to get all at once, um, and we just got Skyward Sword. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, like we can we can see it just being a Twilight Princess. I mean, maybe they hang on to it. Like the, the other thing I think with those with those games is the reason people wanted them is because they were on Wii U. People didn't buy the Wii U, but they wanted the remasters. And then the Switch came along. They still want the remasters. I don't think Nintendo wants to make a habit or set a precedent. Although, like, it's only good for them if they could just sell the game and then sell it again and then sell it again and then sell it again. But I don't think they want to do... I don't think it looks good for them. I don't think they like the idea of yeah, remastering it for one system and then remastering it again. Like, they haven't really done that with anything else. There's been a lot of Wii U ports, games that were developed for Wii U onto Switch. It's been a lot of other stuff, but not... Not like a double dip remaster kind of thing. Like that's a that's a weird that's a that's a Naughty Dog Last of Us situation that nearly no one was fond of. Yeah, but what if they just did that? <laughs> I know they might, and I don't think we'd be as angry. I will be. Yeah, but I I mean like the general gaming hive mind. Ah, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Depends if they put another fucking time limit on you buying it or not. But yeah, I had the brief thought about what if they did that with uh, Metroid Prime. I thought about that as well. I'm glad the they just, it just crossed my mind. It was like, oh, I don't want to think about it. I like shuddered. Yeah. <laughs> You'll make it come true. <laughs> Go turn around three times and spit outside. I guess one final thing I guess to consider is maybe they just throw together that Mario Galaxy 2 remake. Oh, yeah, just like... Yeah, just like an addendum. 35 bucks, here's an old Wii game. Yeah, comes out the same day as the fucking Mario movie. Go nuts. Loses. That'd be interesting. Yeah, they could do that. I feel like they would have announced that at this direct, though, because the movie's two months away. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. That would be good, though. Um, yeah, Galaxy 2 would be good. It's it's weird it wasn't there in the first place. All right, everyone. That's it for this topic. A little rambly, but, you know, Nintendo's hard to nail down. They're, 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 they're a weird bunch yeah, over there. Nintendo are rambly. <laughs> 
So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let us off the hook for that one. Uh, we're about to go to a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about Metroid Prime and Steam Next Fest demos. Stick around, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We are, I'm, I'm comfortable to tell you this because you'll be hearing this after the time it comes out, but we just saw, Jeremy just told us that a bunch of Amiibos just got re-released for pre-order for Zelda ahead of the Tears of the Kingdom release. Why would you I'm, be I'm un- them off. Why would you be uncomfortable telling people that? Is that because they might In case they them? get sold out faster, Jeremy. In, it- case, in case the people of our audience flock to this <laughs> deal. You could... On Wednesday. <laughs> On Wednesday. Our, our patrons get the Amazon deal, deal a day early. <laughs> uh, so, we're going to talk about a couple of other things. We're going to talk about Metroid Prime. Speaking of with. Nintendo. Yeah. Speak speak, speak, speak of Nintendo. Uh, so, I've been playing Metroid Prime. I played it a bit for work and then I played it for fun. And in the next couple of weeks, I'll have 100% completed that game, maybe twice, because uh, I'm 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 covering it for work. Uh, this is a game. My 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 history with Metroid is strange. It's I played Zero Mission, the start of Zero Mission, a few times where my emulator didn't save that my brother's friend gave me when I was nine. Uh, but eventually, I fixed it and it did start saving, and I played through all of Zero Mission, which was great. I didn't play much of Fusion because as a like 9, 10, 11 year old, it scared the fucking shit out of me because that game's creepy as fuck. Um, it's a very scary Game Boy Advance game, let yeah. me tell you. Yeah, right. Uh, like this, they've got some like, like Mr. X kind of stuff happening in that game. Anyway. Um, and I got Metroid Prime 3 Corruption on Wii when it came out because that was like a new cool game to get on Wii. And that had some really cool like motion track stuff. Like you like grab onto like... You grab onto handles in your in the cockpit of your ship and twist and push and it like inserts the battery and you push on the UI to call up UNSC command. It's not UNSC, it's Halo. I don't remember what their federation's called. Um, federation Force. Anyway, so I, I finished Prime 3 after a while. Like I got stuck and I came back. That one also scared me because the Metroids are really scary in that game. Um, Her name is Samus. But yeah, what? Her name is Samus. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you were so unhappy with that tweet I sent you earlier today. I was unhappy with it. Her name's not Samus Metroid. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so yeah, I've, I've been wanting to get the collection on Wii for ages. Um, just bite the bullet or maybe borrow uh, your old housemates, our friend 2D's copy. He said I could borrow that I never took him up on, play on the Wii, mostly because I don't want to set my Wii up, right? Um, and so I'm very excited that this is here. I'm excited it's a relatively lower price at 60. Um, it's, 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 it's good. So I've been playing it. And what's fascinating about this game is that this is the... It was re-released on Wii with motion controls that brought in line with Metroid Prime 3, which was a good upgrade from the GameCube controls. And now the controls have been updated again to be in line with uh, modern dual stick sensibilities and the Switch yeah. controller in general. Yeah. Um, 
so it's the first time that that Nintendo's question mark only marquee first person shooter works with dual analog sticks. Yeah, I guess it is their only FPS. Yeah, like Splatoon is a third person shooter. Um, Link's crossbow training, maybe. <laughs> um, so. What the reason I bring that up is because it feels like this is unlocking Metroid Prime to be its best version finally. Sure. Um, and people didn't mind the the motion controls; they were better than the GameCube controls. What I haven't done is stuck. I want to I want to play like an hour of the game with the GameCube controls, um, and feel how limited it was because you could pretty. It's got four different control types, which is just like standard, and then it's like, uh gyro plus something yeah it, it yeah it's like it's like standard dual stick controls the most similar to the Wii controls uh the gamecube controls with motion support and then just the gamecube controls they they're all called something different um it's great there's that many options you know it's cool playing with the joy con um and and doing it with the motion controls but the the dual stick just feels so right um, this game is fascinating in a number of ways because you didn't have you had one stick to work with to move around uh, in the first game mm-hmm. it, was, it was like Goldeneye it was like forwards and back but turn left and right yeah it's like tank controls yeah yeah but kind of like fast you know not slow like Resident Evil yeah um, and then your right stick is like a weapon select so you can't even use that the C stick on, on GameCube so when you're aiming for stuff, you have to rely on this auto-aim. It's like if something that you can target is in your field of view, you you hold down the lock-on trigger, and then you, you you track it, and then you can shoot it pretty easily. And so it becomes less about aiming and more just about, like, dodging, uh, just making sure you shoot stuff at the right time with the right weapons, uh, and platforming. Uh, so it's it's quite it's quite interesting. Having, having played through Zero Mission... And like just knowing the sort of flow of a Metroid game, it's cool seeing how they just kind of. T- oh, and I played through uh, Super Metroid a year or two ago now too. It's cool seeing. I like they they kind of pretty, not one to one to one. Like it's not like the same. It's a different planet and like it's different enemies and whatever. But there's definitely a feeling of, like, this is just Super Metroid in 3D. Yeah. Right. Like, they've got, like, this desert biome, which looks amazing, but it's like, you know, you find the missile tank, and then you find the morph ball, and then you find the charge beam, and then you find the morph ball bomb, and then you find the the heat suit, and then you find the the the, the speed boost for the morph ball. Like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like um, it's like playing Link to the Past and then playing Ocarina of Time. It's like... It's- yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, there's that bit in Super Metroid where your ship lands, and you, you end up coming back to it kind of rarely but then when you are there there's a few extra things you could do because you've you've found so much more since the last time you came there's an area just like that in this game where your ship is and you can do a bunch more every time you go back um but yeah i'm really enjoying it um the, the music's fantastic the atmosphere is really good but also the graphics like they've done a really good job of bringing them forward it's a smooth locked 60 it's absolutely rock solid and it 
feels and looks so good. There's great particle effects. The color and the lighting has been updated. I've seen a few graphics comparisons. The lighting is so much nicer. Mm. Where it would be really weird on the GameCube, like, um, but now everything is much more. It's colorful, but not in like a Kirby joyful way. Just in like a, it just things are more vibrant because things have color, which is good. It's a good thing. Um, all of the all of the places are really distinct from their their environments the levels are good it's got me thinking in good ways i think it would have been really challenging when it first came out um in terms of where to go next and stuff like that if it or if i was a kid or something like that but knowing just having so much sort of design literacy i can i can pretty easily piece the pieces together but it's it's fun it's really good um and but yeah the prime's biggest thing is that you have this scan mode yeah yeah yeah, and you walk you walk into places and you have to scan things. I, I don't quite know why they did this. And, and it kind of turns into this, like, one of the most seamless ways to do, like, data logs, you know, like written optional yeah. writing. Because you just open it in the mode, scan something, it shows you the words, you press A and then it's done and you keep moving. You're not in a menu. and But you can go back to that menu, like you unlock it in your logbook to read later on if you want. But you have to do a lot of it. And part of this game's issue as well is if you want 100% completion for the extras menu for all of the concept art and model viewer and stuff like that and music pack, uh, you need to scan enough specific things and there are many missable things to scan. Yeah, right. So people who really care end up spending a lot of time in this like binoculars mode, just like scanning monsters and, and ferns and this rock and that cracked wall that you can't open yet and like all that kind of stuff so it's it's got a weird pacing with that in mind but because samus is silent because like that like metroid has kind of always been a sparse game in terms of storytelling you do get a lot of great scene setting in that you get like chozo uh written um inscriptions on the wall about how the poison seeped into the planet and you find uh, logs from the space pirates about their genetic mutation uh, experiments that they've been running and just all this stuff. And like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just good. I think the bosses are pretty simple. I think the, a lot of the, the, the enemies just turn into turn and shoot them. And it's funny with, because you, you could aim with the, with the stick on GameCube by holding a shoulder and then you had like free aim, but you couldn't move. So now being able to move and aim, like you can kind of look up and take out future threats so easily. It's like, Oh, I'm climbing up and they're going to attack me. But it's like, yeah, right. <laughs> like you just get them because yeah. <laughs> it's so easy to now. Um, so you kind of, you're kind of messing with the design a little bit like that, but it's, it's just better that way that you're not, you're not fighting against it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it for 60 bucks to play a classic, one of the best games from a revered series. Like it's a great time, especially if you want a first party Nintendo title that isn't Zelda or Mario or Kirby, you know, like it's such a different vibe. Um, and the lore's kind of cool. Like all the space pirates and the phase on and, and they brought Ridley back to life. And like, it's like, Oh yeah, I'm into this enough. This is cool. This is just cool. Sci-fi shit. This is great. Have you, have you seen alien? Who? Alien. <laughs> no, I haven't. Did you watch Alien? <laughs> Metroid's not horror. No, but it's Alien. 
Like it's it's it's, it's, it's I guess it, it kind of is alien, it, shit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because you find the Metroid and alien. like Ridley, Ripley. Like it's it's alien. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. You should watch Alien. It's like it is. It is that. It is more of that. It is. It is really fucking good. Alien holds up in the most amazing way possible. Um, Even it's horror. <laughs> it's it's not horror. It's 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 not a it's. Like a, I think it's an M-rated movie. Like it's 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 thrilling. Yeah, that's because that's because all all rate. You ever notice that like older ratings of things are like way more lenient? N- yeah, no. Like it's it's not a it's it look it's it's science fiction horror, but it's not like a it's not a scary film. It's a it's a thriller film. Um, it 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 you'd be able to watch it. It'd be fine. Um, you should watch it because like I think sometimes going back and 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 experiencing those those older like. Touchstones. Yeah, like the predecessors, right? It it helps you gain a, a, an an even deeper appreciation for a lot of this stuff. Um, because like, because yeah. I remember like like when I because like the only Metroid game I've properly played is Dread, um, right. and like I I knew Metroid was was Alien, um, but like playing through Dread, I was like, oh, like this is like they they get it. Like they know, right. they know what makes Alien work, and they play off of that and and build off of that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, it, it, like I remember when Metroid Dread came out. Like I think, I think that was around the same time as I, I bought my my 4K restoration of Alien. And oh was, right. And so then, then I watched. I'm like, fuck. Like both of these just hit so well together. Um, yeah. Uh, is it? I, I, you didn't play Dread, did you? No, I didn't. I watched a good number of walkthroughs uh, for work. I was I was working on a video for it, so I, I saw a good bit of dread, and then I wanted to like go away and forget, like because I saw a bunch of the unlocks and how to get them. So I wanted to go away and forget a bit about it. Do you think you would have by now? Forgotten? Well, playing this, I've I've been thinking about. It. I think I have forgotten a decent amount mm. of the game, which is great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I am looking forward to going back and playing it at some point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's this interesting thing that happened in this game that I didn't know what to do with. The game starts with like narration, right? But you find it in like the menus, and it's like it's like you want some narration or only cutscenes or no narration, and then it and it and it tells you it brings those different modes bring it in line with different versions of the game from different territories. Oh, right. Like the original Japanese release had narration, and then uh, and then they removed some of it for like uh the second release of the Japanese thing and one of the and like the Europe release and then the US release didn't have any narration at all or something like that. Yeah, right. And so I listened to it and it was like deep in space, the derelict space station flows like hovers above Talon 4. Bounty hunter, Samus Aran, responds to a to a distress signal across the, and I'm like oh, I don't need this. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you do either. It's like and, and and I turned it off. It it's like the original Blade Runner has has narration. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So don't need it. Yeah, yeah, you nah. Don't need it. Don't need it at all. Yeah. I gave it a go and I'm like, nope. Goodbye. Yeah. Cool. That, uh, that's good. So yeah. I look forward to playing more and seeing how I feel about it. I look forward to seeing the Metroid and getting all of the power ups and and becoming very strong. This game's cool. Yeah, it looks I, so good, man. I, I I feel like I feel like Metroidvanias, which is funny because this is a Metroidvania because it's a Metroid. Um, the they they're really satisfying to to beat. 
Yeah. I think because... And, like, you... even when you lose your powers at the start and, like, you have to start from nothing. And sometimes even as well when you've played the game already, they're still satisfying. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's, like it's like a puzzle, but the entire game is the puzzle. Mm. And it's about doing the things in the right order mm. to then get like positive results. Um, yeah, it's like number go up, but without the numbers. It, it, it's, 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 it's like especially, especially, especially when you see a thing really early, it's like, what's that? Can't do anything now. And you come back way later and like, I fucking, I can put a bomb in the hole and the wall comes down. Like, and it's, yep. it's, it's good. <laughs> um, there's, there's like eight of those in the, like you, you do the prologue mission where there isn't much like that. And then there's like eight things that you can find at the start that you can't do anything with. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm coming back for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is so, so pleasing. So, so mm. exciting. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Potentially the best looking game on the Switch. Interesting. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I said that. I'm like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And then I wrote that. I'm like, well, it's a GameCube game, isn't it? <laughs> 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 like, at the very most, like, the, like the processing behind it is working to, you know, the GameCube only had like 20 megabytes of RAM. Yeah. So like all the levels, like the reason it can run at 60 at 1080 is because like all of the levels are small because yeah. like it had to fit on a, on a GameCube mini disc. You should, you should Google while, while I'm talking how big the original game is ju okay. just to see if th in a, in a theoretical sense, could the original game be loaded directly into RAM? directly um, into ram yeah like like <laughs> i don't is, know about on the switch well how much how much uh, ram does the switch have i don't know that one endo switch ram looking for file size for metroid prime the switch has got four gigs of ram switch has got four gigs of ram metroid prime on gamecube yeah one gigabyte there you go you could load it up three three and a half times probably <laughs> yep that is wild. Yeah. Meanwhile, the remaster is nearly seven gig. Yeah. It's big for a first party Switch game. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right, Jeremy. I'm I I was privy to something you're about to talk about, but I'm excited to hear you talk about it to the to the fans, to the people. Tell us about Steam Next Fest for February twenty twenty three. Yeah, so so the Next Fest has been going on for the past almost week, um, which is exciting. Um, I, what is the next fest, Dem Jeremy? Uh, it's a festival of demos on the Steam store. Um, right. It is that. That's that's just what it is. It's a bunch of people put up demos of their games, um, and you can play them. Um, and it is is a is a good way to to find out um to find some cool some cool games that are going to come out relatively soon for the most part. There's not many games that put out demos that don't have release dates or at least are not coming out in the next sort of. 12 months yeah um there are a handful um but trying to avoid those ones because i don't know they, it's just not really as useful um sure uh so I, I i threw up a piece on the website last week where i talked about five cool games uh, i'm going to talk about two more games um that i've played since then um one well, of go them, check out the article as well because it's a good article mm, yeah 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 um one of the games is a game called Meat Grinder, mm -hmm. uh, which is a game that you watched me play the other day. Uh, Meat Grinder is a first-person shooter set in a Mad Max-esque world. 
uh, with with a gameplay setting not unlike a cluster truck where you're jumping from uh, vehicle to vehicle that is that is traveling on a highway. Um, and you and you shoot fools. That is your job. You have various weapons to shoot mm. fools with. Um, the cluster truck is more of just a platformer. This is a platformer shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was fucking cool about it was that there, there is you have a grappling hook on your foot, which is great. So the guns never disappear. You are just shooting, and your foot comes out, and it grapples to the next truck, and that's great. And yeah, the setting, so you're always dual wielding. You are always, oh, well, I mean, always dual wielding pistols, or or you got your shotgun. Um, but the other thing that fucking rules about this game is that you have a thing. Uh, your 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 health is um slow. Uh, you have health, and when enemies shoot you, your health decline uh, decreases as per usual. But you also have a meter, which is your 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 heart rate, which is beats per minute. And mm. the more you move and the faster you kill things, the higher your heart rate is, which means you get your health back. And that is how you survive. It is by by killing dudes at high velocity in craze octane uh, setting that means that your heart rate gets higher so you have a faster health regen so you can then do even more crazy wild shit and survive stronger and bigger it's great this game is fucking sick i played 25 minutes of it i thought i played hours of it it was incredible yeah after that 25 minutes i was like i was like i i was like breathing like and i like noticeable rate and (laughs) i i needed like a i needed a cigarette after i played this game and i remember i was playing this game and at some point kerry you were like how did like, hey, you doing, Jeremy? You enjoying it? And I'm like, I think this is the greatest game of all time. I was. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, Thanks for asking, Carrie. This is fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I was, I was joking, but it, it, it fucking rules. <laughs> this game yeah. is so goddamn sick. Um, I, I am very excited to play more of this game when it comes out. It is currently the best game I've played on at the, as as a part of the Steam Next Fest of this year. Um. I have nothing but positive things. The music is really cool. You get a melee weapon in the full game, not in the demo, but the melee weapon is a guitar, which is really cool. It is just high octane fighting. Mm. <laughs> and it feels good. It feels like it gives you the same vibes when you get like a really good state of flow in fucking Doom. It's like that. It is It is just like the blinders are on and you have tunnel visioned onto the next target. And you can yeah. see what's happening ahead and you know the steps that it takes for you to get from A to B to C. So D can just blow up as big as fucking possible. It is rad. Um, yeah. the, one, of the, one of the more impressive things about the game as well is that it the way the terrain changes in between settings, similar to old arcade races that you would be driving around like sort of like a prefabbed uh, zone and then you would go in a tunnel and then the zone and then you come out of that tunnel in a new zone that was sort of like algorithmically decided based on the zones that you went from previously kind of like in games like Outrun and stuff um, mm. this does the same thing where like when you get to the end of that zone the trucks that you're on just enter a new area of the map and so like you go from like you know Desert Highway and Mad Max to like like a city like like uh, like uh, 
like urban. Yeah, like like urban environments, but then it went to like like a dock next to like a giant bay and there were like shipping container trucks that would like swing out and you could jump through those. Um Oh yeah, I forgot that. Like there there were some really really cool environments in this game that made the game feel like I was like the, I I actually felt like I was properly traversing. Um, yep. in, in a lot of those outrun games that, that it sort of feels like the the world is coming at you but I in this felt like I was actually traveling through a, an incredibly long stretch of road that is mm. theoretically infinite um and it was just so exciting this was one of mm. the most exciting games I've played in a long time just from it the, was just the demo it was just the demo like yeah. I, I, I so rarely come out of 25 minutes of a demo going, I want to play the entire game right fucking now, but that was definitely one of them. Yeah, totally. Um, and like all the weapons looked like they were really fun and different to shoot and yeah, like there's and only, they came at a good pace. There's only three guns in the demo. There's um, two revolvers that you've got, um, dual-wheeled dual revolvers, there's a shotgun and there's a minigun. The dual-wheel revolvers, it's just you hold down, click, and it just goes bang, 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 left, right, left, right. And there's no reload because you don't need to reload. It is all about moving and killing forward. You don't yep. need to reload. Yep. We don't need reload in games. It's time to get rid of it. We're done. Uh -huh. we've, we've, we're past this. Um, Realism? Who needs it? We don't need it. Um, the yep. shotgun is also not a reloadable gun. It is just consistent shots, and you've you've it, it'll you've got a, like a cooldown on it, so that if you shoot too much for too long, eventually the gun overheats and you wait for it to cool down. That is good to make it not as to make it not infinitely better than the pistol, um, but you can also shoot it a bunch. But you can also shoot it a bunch, and the other one is the minigun, which works the same way as the as the um, uh, the shotgun. Um, yeah. What a game! <laughs> what a game! Yeah, it was fun to watch. It was it was exhilarating. That game that, that that's like it's like post void in a way where it's just like it's just go it is like i yep. don't i don't need to know what's behind me i just need to know what's in front of me um, head off yeah click head yes um so that's me grinder uh the other game that i played that i really liked um was called ravenbound uh this one was a little bit a, a little bit a little bit weirder um ravenbound is made by uh S systematic something um i'm on it yeah, the the people that made Generation Zero, I believe, um, Systemic Reaction is is the developer and publisher yes. of the game. Um, uh, not really at all like Generation Zero. Um, Ravenbound is a <laughs> yeah. How many different games did we put together uh, when we were watching this and we were trying to figure it out? So it it starts you off and it makes you feel like it's like a Dark Souls game. It is it yeah. is you're you're running around and you got a heavy attack and a, and a light attack and a block and a parry. Um, you've also got a jump, and you got a couple like kind of like combo type moves, or you got like a ground pound that'll uh, knock back enemies and stuff. But the movement was quite fast, faster than any of the Souls games, and so mm. it sort of felt. Um, uh, Sam mentioned it was kind of like forespoken in a way, um, which it, it kind of is in terms of like like the the fluidity of the movement is a little bit like forespoken, and the the art like the direction of the world is not unlike it. I think in terms of its yeah. fairly standard generic fantasy-esque yeah just like realistic like environments yeah yeah um and so you, yeah so you go through the tutorial of this game and it's like here like kill this enemy build up your meter on this enemy 
knock back this enemy and it's just regular tutorial stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is fine. I'm getting through this and it's it's good enough. I can parry in this instantly because I can parry in Dark Souls. And then I got to almost the very end of the demo and it put me in like this little, this, this, this inside, of a, inside of a mountain, there was a doorway. And so you open the door and then it like, you walk onto this little platform where there's birds flying around it and it, you then turned into a bird. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, kind of like, um, kind of like Assassin's Creed. Like it's just suddenly bird mode. You're just flying as bird. Um, totally. But, but well, you could do that in Valhalla in like the DLC. Yeah. Where you you literally become the bird rather yeah. than like just, just controlling with a bird in the sky. Yeah. Um, and so this game that looked quite uh, uh, linear until mm. now, suddenly it's an open world. It is a com- it is a f- full chunk of world that you can just go around and explore. In. And so I'm like, oh, that, like you know what? That's really impressive. This world looks quite good. It's quite dense. It's quite well built up. It's maybe a little bit sparse in some places in terms of there's not a whole lot between certain things like enemy outpost here and and like town over here. There's sort of not really much in between those two things. Mm. Um, but the world itself was nice to look at and nice to fly around in. I'm like, okay, like, you know what? That's impressive. Nice job. You Like, you made an open world with Generation Zero. You made another one here. You know how to do that. Good job. And so I'm, like, fighting enemies. And there's also, there's also, like, a card-based mechanic where it's, like, you get these cards and you can sort of, like, level them up as you're going. And it's sort oh, of, like... Yeah, that's right, because you, you died at one point and you got, like, yeah, new cards and, like, no, leveled like, up. The, and the, you started doing, like, daily challenges getting ticked off. Yeah, so, so before that, like, th- they do introduce cards to you in the tutorial. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, level up this card and you get, like, faster build-up of meter. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, ignore. Don't care I about... I love meter. Like, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care about this in the demo. That's for sure. So then I pushed forward a little bit. And then, yeah, and, and so then I'm, I'm going through this open world and I died. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And throughout this, throughout the moment you get into the open world, you then get a one-hour timer on the demo to do whatever you want, which is cool. Um, as you said, I think, as I was playing, it's a good way to have the game speak for itself. Yeah. Um, and so I died and I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll restart and I'll give it another go. But as I died, it didn't give me what I expected from this, which I expected like a you died screen and I go back to a checkpoint. Uh, the death was what looked like the end of a run. And I went, mm. what the fuck? And like, what is happening here? And I'm getting like, I'm getting some weird currency and I picked a card out of a pack. Yeah. And I was like- And all those challenges started progressing. Yeah, and then, and then, and then little, little numbers started going up. And I'm like, what? Like, is this a, and then I said like, I said something that made you laugh a lot. I was like, is this a roguelike? Yeah. <laughs> and it is. It's a Souls roguelike. Souls, op- yeah. What Souls did we say? O- it was like an open world Assassin's Soul- Creed Valhalla plus Dark Souls plus Forspoken. It's like a heady mix of a lot. Yeah, Dark Cells even. Um, between Dead Cells and Dark Souls. Um mm. Or or dead souls maybe even maybe is better. Um, That's a good name, dead souls. Um, it's kind of kind of kind of redundant. Um, the <laughs> it, it, this is a this is a this is this is a roguelike. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was like it that like threw me back at the back of my seat. I was like, whoa! All right, this this <laughs> this has now become very impressive. Um, yep. 
because you don't really see that very much. Um, in terms of all, like the this combination of genre is not a thing that you see a lot, and that's kind of cool. Um, yep. Rogue likes make or break based on their systems and their progression. Um, this game is not out. I did not play this game for an hour. Um, I don't know how well it, that stuff will work. Um, playing Generation Zero a fair bit, I think the stuff that worked the were like stuff that that worked the least well in that game was its progression and its mission structure. It was like right. the world I, and the vibe of that. Keep you coming back. Yeah, the world and the vibe of that world, I think, was really cool. Like all the robots and the shooting was good enough, and the the feeling of being being inside of a ripoff of Simon Stalinhag's art, I think, is really cool and and was enough to carry Generation Zero into. Like, you know what? I had a good time with it. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the opposite where it's like the stuff that I'm mo- most intrigued about is like, oh, like, okay, well, like what is all the systems and how they're going to work? I, I don't know how well I think it is going to work, but I hope the for the best as, as always, but I really yep. hope this works because I think the combat was, was pretty good. Um, good enough um, for this type of game. Um, I, I engaged with the combat basically the entire time. Um, can it also be said that how fast you went as that bird was fucking phenomenal? Oh yeah, like that bird's top speed is unreal. It is like two hundred so, kilometers an hour. It was so fucking fast. It was like debug camera fast. That's like the that's the speed of a camera that you use at an esports event when you need to get from A to B um, without yeah. a teleport. It's like okay, I'm gonna turn on the ultra fast camera so I can fucking get there and get the shot and then get out again. Yeah. Um, it was it was quite impressive. Um, I don't know much about the rest of the game in terms of like, are there shops? Is there a story? Is there a, is like I know there was a boss which I didn't get to, but is there like a is there a plot? Yeah, how different is the game going to be? Like, there, I, there are, are there so, quests? I have so many questions. Um, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think that game is neat and I think that it's a mixture of a lot of neat ideas and I hope that it can land. Yeah. Um this one does not have a release date. Um I wouldn't be surprised if this one launched into an early access period. Um but I hope they can nail it. Cuz it's a pretty good pitch. It's a pretty solid fucking like idea for a game. Well, yeah, their literal, like, elevator pitch on Steam is Ravenbound is a fast-paced action game that combines the challenge of a roguelite with the choices of open world. Roguelite? Yeah, like, I don't know what that... I don't actually know what that looks like. Still watching you play that game, I don't understand how it works. Roguelite is interesting because roguelite is not much progression. Roguelike, I believe, is the progression one. No, 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 that's... No, 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 that's... that's Opposite? You've got that backwards. Rogue light means that there is progression. That's oh, why it okay. is light. Right, Because okay. rogue was literally no progression. It's different every time. Yeah, I, I just hate both of those words. And so, like, <laughs> it, it, it's really hard to keep those in my brain of which one is which. That's fair. Um, yeah, no. So light is the one that has progression. Okay, all right. Between runs. Good, 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 good. Um, yeah, seems cool. Yeah, yeah, it does seem cool. 
and you know what? I engage with this way more than I engage with Mortal Shadows, um, uh, Mortal Shell. So I, I, I hope that mm. I hope that larger teams take on this type of game more, because um, it was very easy to look at Mortal Shell and go like, like someone gave Dark Souls a red hot crack that wasn't from Soft, and they didn't do super well. Um, right. So I'm glad, I'm glad that more are doing it. Yeah, and it has to be said that like this team, it, this seemed very much like a du- a double A game. Like the, oh, yeah, the yeah, art yeah. assets seemed okay, but you know the animations were a little slippery. Like you kind of slid around a little bit, and you kind of just like chain together attacks endlessly. And yeah, there that, that was like, there was a level of like like not not quite stun locking, but there's a level of like just completely overwhelm the enemy with a barrage of attacks. Yeah. Um. That being said, that was very enjoyable to do, so I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? Yeah. It, it seemed like, despite its limitations, they were still pulling off this quite ambitious vision, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sweet. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm still playing Next Fest games as well. Like, I've got a bunch of demos that I haven't played yet. Um, I'm surprised with how quickly they came out with another Next Fest. I feel like we did this like two months ago. That was a while ago. What was it? Yeah, the last one that happened was like in time with an event or something. Like in time with Game Awards or or like Gamescom or Tokyo Game Show or something like that. Like or PAX. Oh, like, like I feel like yeah, they've always got like they've always got uh, event specific things going on. Um, Next Fest, I think I think they do. I think they only do two a year. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. People are interested as well. The the game I previewed a few months ago, Trey Races, that's on there as well. You can give that a shot. It's fun. Mm. And also, a uh, friend of the show, Alex, who was on our last episode of Mini Discs, said in chat before that uh, the game that they've been working on is also a part of Next Fest. Um, uh, I don't have the name of that on me, Alex. If you're still in chat, feel free to let us know. We'll shout it out. But uh, you can also go to Alex's Twitter to find that. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a really cool vibe. Like they're really establishing that next fest is a is a good thing to put some time aside for and and sink your teeth into. Um, it's a good way to feel like part of an event, like physically with with something that you're doing with your with yourself. You have agency with rather than just like watching announcements and then going to Reddit like. Yeah. You know, like you could be a part of it a bit. Yeah, and I think it's also good to get exposure because a lot of these games kind of just launch into I hope it does well. Um, and yeah. so being able to show off their games in a way that is like a it, it is like a like a like a digital packs, you know, it's like walking around a shop floor, um, like the the, the exposure floor and being like, Hey, like I've yeah. never heard of this game. I wonder what it's like. Played it, not my thing. Played it, really liked it, etc. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alex's game is called Moonlight in Garland that they've been working on. So that is also part of Next Fest. You can go check that out. Uh, we're going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pretty... It was a surprising week. That That direct came and went real quick. Like, it wasn't happening, and then it happened. You know? Yeah. Uh, I'm glad it did. It was fun. It was good. Uh, let me just... I, 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 had to, I have to navigate to my outro because it's not embedded in our <laughs> show documents here. Let me just find it. Hopefully. Seamless outro incoming. Get Strap in, everybody. All right, here we go. You say strap uh, in a lot. 
I, I guess I do. I just oh, I want I want you to be safe. I don't want anyone to get whiplash. Real quick, you like for all these hot takes. <laughs> real quick, just on the on the article that I put up um uh, uh last last Friday, um the original title of that article was going to be five uh five demos that you should definitely play from Steam Next Fest 2023. That was the original title of that article, which I changed last minute because uh, uh, you read through it and, and helped me edit it. I also wrote it and edited it, and neither of us realized that I oh, said no. the word definitely ten times in that article, uh, <laughs> like a t- yeah. a full one zero. Um, like I, I changed it before I before I posted it. Um, to get oh, rid okay. of the word you, definitely. You, you caught t- it. Yeah, I caught it. But like, it's funny because I was going through it like definitely, and I saw the word definitely in the in the in the first paragraph and in the title. I'm like, oh, that's a lot. I wonder if I use anything else. Ten hits. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a it's like a six it's like a six paragraph article, and I said it ten times. Yeah, that's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. I didn't I didn't catch that. Yeah, like it, like neither of us did until like until like the like the last minute. I was like, oh, yep, I'm yep, just gonna yep. I'm just gonna replace some of these with like an absolute <laughs> an absolutely here and a surely there. Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. It's funny. Uh, well, if you want to read that article that we just mentioned. You want to hear about those other games that Jeremy played for Steam Next Fest? You can go to minimap.com.au uh, for everything else minimap related, uh, like our mini disc podcast episode that I just mentioned with Alex, or for that Steam Next Fest article. Uh, I'll probably have something coming up for Metroid in the next week or two. Uh, but yeah, the best way to make sure you don't miss an episode or anything else from Minimap uh, is to follow us on all of our socials at MinimapAU. Uh, you can follow us individually too. Jeremy, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, at Obi One Jazz. You can follow me on Twitter at KJ Palmer underscore twenty four. Uh, for those of you that are live with us on Twitch, stick around. Uh, we're about to start the post show. For those of you listening later, make sure to give us those oh so tasty five star ratings. It helps out a lot. Uh, and consider joining us next week for the live show. It's a really fun time. Um, lastly, you can support us on Patreon if you want to help keep the lights and mics on. You can do that by going on over to patreon.com slash minimapau. And for five Australian dollars, you'll get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast, that aforementioned E3, old E3 show reaction kind of thing that we're, we're tossing around. That'll happen soon. Uh, helps us out greatly. Thank you so much. We're going to get out of here. And until uh, next week, stay safe. Maybe there'll be even another Sony something next week. Who knows? Yeah, we might fuck around and have another show. Goodbye.